1: And welcome in, it is the latest edition of the only digital radio show devoted to underdogs and we're broadening our horizons not just in pro football in the two championship games this weekend for the AFC and the NFC, but also we now... Uh, increase the scope to college basketball and also maybe even the NBA from time to time. I am your uh, somewhat lucid host, T.J. Reeves. I've enlisted the help this week of Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper and writer, VegasInsider.com. Good to have you back with us, my friend, as we get ready to navigate through what underdogs are available to us for another week.
0: Yes, T.J., and obviously we're coming down the stretch here in the NFL with just two games this weekend and then the Super Bowl in a few weeks. So we'll be very basketball intensive. So we got to take advantage of this football while we got it.
1: Yeah, we absolutely should. I should mention, too, that our other prognosticator, Wayne Curtis, not able to be with us today, although he wanted me to say on the show He didn't really like either one of the underdogs for this weekend, the Denver Broncos at home or the Arizona Cardinals on the road for the two championship games. So, Kevin, I'm just having fun while he's not here and he can't answer and defend himself. He wasn't going to be much use to me anyway this week. So I need more of Kevin and less of Wayne if he had no underdogs for either one of the two championship games.
0: Yeah, and I can't necessarily say that anything surprises me anymore, but i got to believe that one of these underdogs comes through on Sunday, whether it be the Broncos or the Cardinals, that I just can't see it being that easy. That New England and Carolina each coast to victory.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's go back to last weekend uh, and, and what were uh, a couple of wild games in particular. You had the Packers uh, getting the seven points. when ended up it ended up being a cover, as it turns out, because the Cardinals won in overtime with a touchdown to win by six. Uh, Kevin, it's been a few days, but that is as crazy a finish as you could imagine to a playoff game, including another Hail Mary. Give me a quick thought on that game before we get into prognosticating what's going to happen this Sunday.
0: Well, Carson Palmer was not very sharp, obviously, and he got lucky on that one tip ball that was caught in the end zone to give Arizona the lead in the fourth quarter. You saw how great uh, Aaron Rodgers can be by converting that fourth and twenty from his own five yard line and then obviously the Hail Mary at the end. I couldn't believe the stat I heard that Mike McCarthy has lost five games in overtime in the playoffs this career, which is remarkable to me how that's happened. See, so, you know, we talked about some of the great quarterbacks in this league and Aaron Rodgers does have one Super Bowl win. But also you think about all the close calls that he has had uh, as a quarterback of the Packers that, you know, a couple go his way. I mean, he could have a few more Super Bowl rings, but, you know, they, they've lost twice now to Arizona right. in the playoffs, uh, you know, on a touchdown. So that really has got to burn him a little bit. But obviously a very fun game. You had the coin toss, which uh, was ridiculous <laughs> in overtime. But I really did believe, though, TJ, that Green Bay – would play a lot better after getting blown out in Arizona a few weeks ago. I just couldn't see where the Packers would get destroyed again. I just didn't think that would be the case. And obviously the Packers played well enough, but uh, they're sitting at home now in Arizona advanced.
1: Yeah, and again, there was other craziness from last weekend. I mean, the Chiefs were trying to get back in that game late with New England, and they took a week. No, maybe they took a month to try to get down to the, down to the field and get a touchdown, down by two touchdowns with about six minutes left. That was almost inexplicable. I don't know that they would have won the game. I don't know that they would have even gotten the ball back, but there is no disputing they wasted about 2 minutes or more of clock time trying to get down to get that that touchdown that got them within 7 uh, and New England just keeps right on rolling. We'll talk more about the Patriots uh, in a little bit. Then who would have thought that Carol- we didn't think this? Who would have thought that Carolina would have been up on Seattle 31 to nothing in the first half of that game? I mean, we just saw some bizarre stuff last weekend
0: well with the Carolina game it, it, the, the dam just opened and Carolina has that, that 60 yard run on their first drive and and they actually fumbled the ball uh, about a play or two later and Seattle falls on that maybe the fortunes are different Carolina ends up scoring then Russell Wilson has a very uncharacteristic type of throw the one that Luke Keekly intercepted and ran back so it's 14 nothing out of the chute and he kind of said, wow, like, like Seattle, I don't know if they can come back from this, but, you know, they got down 31 nothing, and they were able to not quit to their credit, that they didn't just pack it in, that they still continued to play hard, and they kept it uh, competitive. I mean, I think for Carolina, sometimes these teams need to be, I, I kind of feel like in any sport, you know, you jump out to too big of a lead against a team that, not not against a, a bad team, but against a, a team that is on your level, sometimes that's not the best thing in the world because then you just want to, you're just milking, you just want to get out of there. You're telling me a 31 nothing Carolina want to play the second half? No, they just want to get out of there and advance right. the NFC championship. Human, Human nature. Human
1: nature, right? Let off the gas. You, you start thinking about playing the championship game. I agree totally with you, and they did. They let up.
0: Yeah, and... uh you know what Seattle is capable of. That's the thing, as opposed to, like, you know, Alabama playing Tennessee Chattanooga, where it's like, okay, you know, they're not going to come back on us. They're not that good. Where Seattle is good enough to come back, and they made it a game where, you know, Carolina's thinking, wow, we jumped out to this big start. I mean, Carolina probably would have felt better if it was 14-10 at halftime because then you're staying focused, you're staying sharp. It's easy not to get sharp when you basically have the game in the bag, but, you know, Seattle ends up coming back, and they made it close, I mean, I guess looking at it in retrospect, the Seahawks had won six straight road games going into the playoffs. And I guess discounting that Arizona win in Week 17 with the Cardinals kind of laid down because they knew they had the second seed. Seat, that Seattle, for as, for as great as they are defensively, they've played a lot of bad quarterbacks in that span. They beat Dallas. They beat San Francisco. Uh, you know, they beat Minnesota twice. Bridgewater's kind of average. So they won all these games against middle-tier or below quarterbacks, then they face Cam Newton. And that's a big step up. And that's kind of the way I feel, at least this week, where, you know, for Arizona, they had a 7-1 road record, but they're facing Cam Newton this week, who's probably going to be the MVP of the league. And they won a lot of these games on the road against teams that they should beat. And I guess one thing I'll leave you with, TJ, at least on, on this discussion, is I think, at least now for me personally, I think a lot of the other people should follow, we have to throw out these teams play bad, bad schedules. There are so many crappy teams in this league that you only get a few games. NFL's turning into college, where you basically have like four games you gotta focus on the whole year. <laughs> the rest of these games you just show up
1: for. Well, yeah, and there there are a lot of bad teams, and you might play in a bad division. Now, the NFC West was clearly a good division uh, for the Cardinals to come out of, but some of these divisions are bad divisions, and if you got to play four games against, uh, for example, the AFC South, you were probably in much better shape than if you were playing the AFC East, uh, in contrast. So, uh, in any event, uh, it is Three Dog Thursday. That's the voice of Kevin Rogers. TJ Reeves with you. Uh, Kevin with VegasInsider.com, Senior Handicapper And now let's get to these two games this weekend. The first one up, New England and Denver, rematch of the game two years ago. Incredibly, the Patriots now in a fourth consecutive AFC title game. Ten AFC title games, Kevin, I know you know this, for Tom Brady in just really 14 seasons. Uh he's been in the in the league 15 years, but one of those years he got hurt in the first half of the first game and didn't play the rest of the year. So it's basically 10 title games in 14 seasons. It's remarkable. They're favored against Denver. Tell me what you think about this for 3 Dog Thursday purposes. Do you dare take the Broncos?
0: Yes, I do, and a couple of reasons why. The Broncos this year won and covered both of their home underdog opportunities and they looked really good against Green Bay. They didn't look good for a half against New England, but then turned it on in the second half and ended up winning in overtime. Now granted that the first New England game, Brock Osweiler was a starting quarterback and not Peyton Manning because he was hurt. So now Manning is seeing the Patriots for the first time this season. Tom Brady's just one in five in his last six games at Sports Authority Field, and including that game you mentioned two years ago, the AFC championship, the twenty six sixteen win by the Broncos. I understand that Peyton is shot and that Peyton's at the end of the line, all right? And if you've heard me long enough, it's not about who's the better team. It's about who's going to win that day or who's going to cover that day. That's what I care about and not necessarily, you know, in the long run, you know, oh, well, that you said this team is better than that. I don't care about that. It's not about who is better overall. It's about who's going to win that one game in this one situation, and that's what we do. And, For Denver, they're still an excellent team defensively. As long as Peyton Manning can not turn the ball over, then I think the Broncos have a very good chance of winning this game. And we know what the Patriots have offensively, that Gronkowski is very difficult to cover. Uh, Julian Edelman, when he's in the lineup, the Patriots have been very successful. I just look at Denver and I see a Bronco team that has not been an underdog in the playoffs with Peyton Manning at quarterback. And even though this isn't the same guy from two or three years ago, they're at home. And for New England, they got the pressure on them to go on the road as a favorite to win this game. And if the Broncos lose, everyone will say, well, the quarterback situation wasn't that good there. But for the Patriots, they still feel like Tom Brady and the window is still open for them to win championships i got to take the points here with the Broncos.
1: Well, and let's keep one other thing in mind. For all the playoff success for the New England Patriots, they haven't won a road playoff game since 2006 when they beat the San Diego Chargers that year in the divisional round. They then played the Colts and Peyton Manning in the AFC title game in Indianapolis, had the big lead at halftime, but Peyton and the Colts came roaring back and beat them. That was 2006. But, Kevin, that's remarkable that we're talking about 11 football seasons later. They haven't won a road playoff game. They're trying to stop that. Streak and trying to win this game. So we'll see what happens in that one. All right. So game number two uh, here for Three Dog Thursday purposes has Carolina at home with the Arizona Cardinals in, in this matchup. I'm favoring the Arizona Cardinals here. I think they're going to find a way. Uh, Something says to me that uh, Larry Fitzgerald makes a huge play. Their defense is underrated. They've got some playmakers. There's been some vulnerability for Carolina, even with the win streak. Do you want to talk me out of taking the Cardinals on three dog Thursday plus the three as the road team in this situation? What do you think?
0: Well, I prefer Carolina in this game. And like I told you earlier, would I be shocked if Arizona beat them? Absolutely not. Arizona's the number two seed in the NFC, so that would not be crazy if they won the game. I'm just not really keen. And I think it's a little overblown as the going west to east. I, think, I don't think Seattle lost that game last week because they went west to east. I just think that Carolina made a few plays early to put the game out of reach. And that had nothing to do with being tired or body clock. I don't, these are men. They, they've been through this before. That has nothing to do with it. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, Arizona has gone east, obviously, a lot this season just because of their proximity. And they have gone to Pittsburgh against Landry Jones and Michael Vick and lost. The only good road win Arizona has this year Well, I guess a good quarterback, I should say, is Russell Wilson beating Seattle on the Sunday night game a few months ago. But besides that, they beat Chicago early when Chicago was struggling. They beat Detroit when they were playing bad. They beat Cleveland, who's bad. They beat St. Louis, excuse me, well, now L.A., but at the time St. Louis beat all these teams that they should have beaten because they're better than them. And you know, now going to Carolina where they faced this immense quarterback where they – Got the running game going a bit. Greg Olson, very talented, tight end. And defensively, obviously, they got a lot of monsters defensively. I just got to think that Carolina uh, holds up their end on the whole field advantage and wins in advances.
1: All right, so there you're disagreeing with me. There's that thought. Uh, one of one of the road teams is going to win, and maybe both of them are going to win. I mean, we've seen we've seen six times in the two thousands that the road team has won the NFC Championship game, including we had a three year stretch, a couple three years ago, where the road team won every year in the NFC Championship game. So it is not completely a foreign or unheard of that the road team is going to win one or both of these games. So Kevin likes the Broncos as his underdog. I like the Cardinals. Uh, for these two NFL picks. And again, worth noting, Wayne Curtis, one of our sponsors, SmackApparel, SmackApparel.com, the founder, the owner, he doesn't like either one of the underdogs. He likes both of the faves, New England and Carolina, uh, to be his picks when all is said and done for the NFL. It is Three Dog Thursday. We've got much more to cover. Uh, Kevin, stand by. We're going to come back with some college basketball uh, underdogs uh, as well as we morph this show away from football into hoops. Kevin and I will be uh, going over all the college hoops as uh, as January and February roll into March. Stand by for that as we continue. It is Three Dog Thursday championship weekend in pro football, but some basketball underdogs coming up. Ever dreamed of a way to video chat one-on-one with famous former athletes, coaches, and other big names in the sports world? Well, now you can with a brand-new online communication service called Talk to Legends. The Talk to Legends mobile platform is available right now for free in the iOS Apple Store. And it puts you just a couple of clicks away from connecting by video to your sports heroes in a five-minute person-to-person conversation on your iPhone or iPad. Yes, it's as easy as registering and then picking a time to talk to your legend there are hundreds of former athletes from all sports including the nfl the nba major league baseball college sports the olympics mma and more and they're ready to talk to you in a scheduled video conversation through talk to legends talk to legends is coming soon to android devices too but for now go to the ios apple store and download the app for free then check out the schedule and start communicating via video chat with your favorite legends it's time for you to talk to legends
0: dogs a barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves.
1: In the corner, Jackson. He fakes. He attacks up top. Now Vastoria for three. He got it! Notre Dame leads 81-75.
0: The six-point lead for the Fighting Irish. The largest of the game for Notre Dame.
1: Oh, you can't forget the hoops. How about those Notre Dame Fighting Irish Winning at Duke. That highlight from the Notre Dame IMG call. They scored 95 points last Saturday and won at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And as we bring Kevin Rogers back in, senior handicapper, Vegasinsider.com, I know you know this. Coach Kane happy right now. Duke's not lost three games in a row in the ACC or even otherwise since the 2007 season. So they're smarting a little bit. Big win for Notre Dame. They were an underdog last week. How did we not have them on Three Dog Thursday? We didn't have the Irish last week, Kevin. We got to do better uh with coming up with some of these underdogs and i think you and i are ready to focus on some college basketball in particular some thursday night underdogs uh where do you want to begin for a thursday night college hoop underdog on three dog thursday sir
0: before i get to that can i make one coach k comment please go ahead all right and they just lost to syracuse as well uh this past monday at home why is it that when duke wins Everything is fine. The world is fine with Coach K. Whenever they lose, there's always complaining. Why does it always? I feel like with him, it's there's always complaining. There's something going wrong. Why is it that you're you know you're not calling fouls on our guys or what? Why is it always that case with Shashovsky that? You know, it's always perfect when they're winning, and the world is fine when they win championships. But when they lose, it's it's someone else's
1: problem. Well, it's Duke, and they're they're a target. I mean, that's part of the answer, right? I mean, the Yankees are a target. The Dallas Cowboys are a target. You can go down the list. The Lakers are the sell. Well, the Lakers used to be a target. Now they're just a pinata. But I mean, we love to hate uh, the Alabamas or the Dukes in, in college or, you know, Ohio State. They seem to have a target, right? Kentucky in basketball and Calipari. They seem to have a target on them, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I just feel like it's like with Shostakovsky that you know he's so perfect because he coaches the Olympic team and he's the coach of Duke. But when things aren't going well, (laughs) they start
1: complaining. Now, look, I love me, I love me some Coach K. Now, you and I might might come to blows over this verbally uh, if it all if it all uh, uh, comes back around. I mean, his team did win the championship last year. Let me check the record book. Yeah, they they did win the whole thing, right? I Uh, I had uh, him in
0: that game. I had them in that game. And good segue. I had them in that game against Wisconsin. The team ah, I'm going against tonight.
1: All right, give me, give me, a give me an underdog. You like Penn State against Wisconsin? Tell me more.
0: Yeah, Penn State Wisconsin Big Ten battle tonight uh, at State College. Wisconsin a three point favorite, and this is a classic case of the Badgers going from a home underdog beating Michigan State, who is not playing very well at the moment, to now being listed as a road favorite at Penn State tonight. Wisconsin has not been a road favorite this year. They, uh, you know, the face facing this Penn State team that just came off a really good road win at Northwestern a few days ago. Northwestern you saw hung with Maryland and lost in overtime a few nights ago. But with Penn State, they've been good at home. One of their home losses came to Michigan State, which obviously there's not a lot of shame in that. Maybe Minnesota, who is not very good, but, you know, a win's a win in the conference. I just look at Wisconsin where... You know, they dropped off no Bo Ryan there anymore. They lost Kaminsky to the draft. They've lost a couple other guys. They're just they're not what they were, and there's no problem with that. But this isn't a team that's going to the Final Four or probably going to the NCAA tournament. So I just look at them as a team that, that went from a big upset at home to now you're going on the road. You're motivated for Michigan State. I don't know how motivated you are for Penn State and the Nittany Lions getting them with some points at home I think is a is a good thing and I'm going to take
1: them. How about that so and we've already seen some upsets this week in the Big Ten I mean Nebraska winning at Michigan State on Wednesday night I mean the Big Ten has got Iowa right now looking really good uh, in that conference so uh, keep an eye on Kevin's doggy Bow Wow with the Nittany Lions uh, of Penn State. I'm going to go with a couple of college basketball underdogs on Thursday night and a full disclosure here on Three Dog Thursday if you're hearing the show after Thursday we did the NFL picks in the first segment you probably already know how smart Kevin is and how dumb I am or maybe vice versa because these games on Thursday will have already been, been played uh, just understand the show comes out on Thursday so we're making some predictions for the Thursday games in hoops I, I'm a Memphis guy I, my alma mater is taking on Cincinnati uh, in a, an American Conference showdown it is interesting that Memphis and Cincinnati have been in three different conferences together really in the last 25 years or, or so uh, they've been in three different versions of a, of a conference together now they're in the American conference American conference road showdown for the Memphis Tigers uh, Josh Pastors' team's got a very athletic uh, front line Shaq Goodwin Diedrich Lawson got some big guys they've had some questionable guard play uh, Kevin Cincinnati can't shoot the basketball they're one of the they're, they're one of the worst three-point shooting percentage teams not only in their conference but in major college basketball too many points, I think. Memphis getting seven at Cincinnati. I don't know that my Tigers win the game, but I believe they will keep it close enough. Do you want to shy me away uh from that game, or do you do you maybe like my Tigers to maybe keep it close if not get the win in that Thursday night hoop game?
0: Cincinnati's been a tough team to back recently. They've been swept by Temple and you know, Mick Cronin's all about defense, low scoring games, and, and we and like you mentioned how athletic Memphis is. That, uh, you know, Memphis, one of their road losses earlier, actually um, earlier this month or late last month, came at South Carolina, you know, who's got only one loss. And that was, again it was pretty close until South Carolina ended up getting the cover at the end. So Memphis has been obviously very competitive. They're not what they were a few years ago. But uh, with Cincinnati's lack of offense at times, yeah, I I think you're –
1: they might be onto take, something. Alright, we'll see what happens. In a late night Pac-12 game on Thursday night, I like the USC Trojans, Andy Enfield's team, uh, which torched UCLA at UCLA. They had a triple overtime win uh, at home against Arizona. They are getting points at Oregon on Thursday night, and I am going to go Southern Cal getting four and a half Thursday night Pac-12 showdown at Eugene, conference game. USC is playing up-tempo, shooting the threes. It's what Andy Enfield did uh, previously when he was at Florida Gulf Coast, and they made that run in the NCAA tournament. So I'm believing a little bit in the Trojans. I'll, I'll go out on the limb with them for underdog number three in a Thursday night basketball game with USC in the Pac 12. That leaves you with one more hoop underdog on Three Dog Thursday. Where are you going, Kevin Rogers? What do you like?
0: We're going to go Saturday, and even though the line hasn't come out yet, at least we know there'll be an underdog. And in the Big East, Seton Hall is at Xavier. And Seton Hall has been an excellent underdog in Big East. play. They've covered all four opportunities, including twice in losses to Villanova. So already Seton Hall's played kind of a rough schedule inside of the conference by playing the team that everyone thinks is going to win the conference and playing them pretty close. And now they go to Xavier, which is never an easy trip going out to Cincinnati. But uh, Xavier has been a very good team this whole year. And, you know, they'll probably be, I mean, I guess fair to say, a top three or four seed in the uh, in the NCAA tournament, or three or four seed, rather, in the NCAA tournament coming up in March. But Seton Hall has been very competitive. Last year was a disaster when they got to conference play. They had injuries, suspensions, all this other stuff. But I think now that they've, they've kind of got it all together, uh, they will be getting points on Saturday. We don't know how many right now, but i got to believe that it will be uh, around seven or eight at least that uh, I got
1: to take the points there, ride that with Seton Hall. Yeah, Xavier lost uh, midweek, and it's a strong Big East conference uh, at the top. There's some good teams there. Providence with Chris Dunn. You mentioned Villanova and the win streak that they are on, and Xavier one of the better teams. We'll see if the Hall, the kids in the Hall, uh, can get it done on that game on Saturday. All right. So again, to review the hoop underdogs for Thursday, Kevin's going with Penn State. Thursday night in the Big Ten showdown with Wisconsin. I've got Memphis Tigers against Cincinnati on the road and USC Trojans on the road against Oregon. And then on Saturday, you're going to go Seton Hall Xavier. And then to go back to our first segment of the two underdogs, you like the Broncos at home and I like the Arizona Cardinals on the road as the underdog against Carolina. So there are underdog selections for this week. Again, Wayne Curtis of Smack Apparel not able to be with us this week. He didn't like either one of the underdogs uh, for Sunday out of either Denver or Arizona. He likes a New England-Carolina Super Bowl. We'll see if, if that is the case. So this is it, really, uh, until we get to Super Bowl time. But, Kevin, that doesn't mean there aren't big things still going on. Real quick, tell us more about VegasInsider.com and all the information that you guys have on all the different sports.
0: Absolutely, TJ. Just because football is almost over, college is in the books now, NFL just a few games left, doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of things going on here at VegasInsider.com. NBA is still in full force. College basketball now really heating up. Who knows who's number one anymore in college basketball, it seems like, Every day somebody's getting knocked off. So at least there's a lot of things to really pay attention to in college basketball. NHL is almost coming towards the All Star break, and we have baseball coming up in a few yep. months. So there's really a lot of things going on that, uh, you know, if you want to win your wagers, we give you the best information out there that you could check us out every single day, any minute of the day at vegasinsider.com, or you could check out our Twitter feed at TwitVI.
1: All right. How about that? So found out the information. Hey, give me a 30 second take because we got to run. If, if Brady and Belichick win this game, that is a seventh Super Bowl for that tandem. I mean, I know Marv Levy and Jim Kelly went to four straight Super Bowls uh, in the nineties with the Bills. Chuck Nolan, Terry Bradshaw, four Super Bowls in six years. This would be seven Super Bowls for Brady and Belichick. Quick opinion from you. Does that put them at the top of the list? Coach quarterback combo all time. What, what would say you?
0: I would say yes, simply because of all the different receivers they've had, all the different running backs, and it's the time span that the Buffalo Bills, what they did was very special. They did that in four straight years where they pretty much had the same core together yep. for four years. And you look at Pittsburgh did it in the span of a decade, and I guess you want to to throw in the 49ers and Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, and obviously Seifert came in at the end. But uh, with the Patriots, you spent such a long time span to do this from 2 till 2015. I think that's what makes it most amazing. Yep,
1: we'll see how it works out. And again, you've got the Broncos winning this game. We'll see if uh, Peyton Manning can get them back to the Super Bowl. Does he finish the game or not? That hasn't been brought up a lot on this show and elsewhere. We'll see if he can finish the game against New England or not. If they've If they've got him under siege physically, we'll see what happens. Should be a lot of fun to watch those championship games. Kevin, good luck with your underdogs for this week, my friend. Thank you for being with us again. I got it, TJ. Thank you. And there goes Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com. Check them out for all of the details, for all of the information uh, that you need as uh, these games all approach this weekend, whether it be the college basketball that we have on Thursday night or also the championship games in both the AFC and the NFC for this weekend. Can Peyton Manning and the Broncos pull it off? With him coming back from injury, or is it Brady and Belichick one more time? And what will happen? Carolina Panthers, you know, they played the only Super Bowl they've been in. They played the New England Patriots. If that were to be the case, if New England gets the, the win in the road game at Denver and Carolina wins, it's a rematch of what? The 2003 season, 2004 Super Bowl. Uh, that would be the matchup. So. We'll see uh, if that is, in fact, the case uh, coming up on Sunday. I believe, though, Arizona Cardinals will probably get that win. While we have the opportunity, just a moment left in Three Dog Thursday. Again, Wayne Curtis not here from SmackApparel.com. Wayne wants me to remind you that for the best selection in-your-face theme shirts, college, uh, and the pros, check out SmackApparel.com. They've still got those Alabama Uh, Roll titles. Roll shirts. You can see those on the front page at SmackApparel.com commemorating 16 national championships uh, for Alabama. It is Sweet 16 for them. They've got a couple of different shirts. A Dynasty shirt uh, that is uh, on the back has got uh, the year added to it. For the 16 championships, it has 2016 added to it. They only hate us because they ain't us. The Alabama Tees and Crimson Tide Red, uh, that are the roll titles, roll shirt. And for the pros, uh, coming up here, they are set to go with the mission back to back for the New England Patriots if they are victorious on Sunday. They also have the Straight Out of Carolina, the theme on the, on the movie, the Straight Out of Compton movie, Straight Out of Carolina. That's in Carolina, black and teal. If you want that shirt at smackapparel.com, so, again, check those out. And, again, a special offer from us on 3-Dog Thursday. Use the promo code THURSDAY, and you can buy one, get one half off. Buy one, get one 50% off uh, from 3-Dog Thursday, from Smack Apparel, and using the promo code THURSDAY at checkout for those different shirts. Uh, they will all, obviously, whether the Cardinals win, Panthers win, Broncos win, or Patriots win, they will have a Super Bowl-themed shirt. Uh, for the winners in that case. So, again, for the best in Get In Your Face themed apparel, it is Smack Apparel and SmackApparel.com. Check them out. All right, once more, thanks again to Kevin Rogers, Senior Handicapper Vegas Insider. I'm TJ Reeves. Website for the show is 3DogThursday.com. Follow us on Twitter throughout the weekend in the games at 3DogThursday, and we will talk to you next week for 3Dog Thursday.